Welcome to Believe Right, the weekly radio ministry of Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic, originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA. Thank you for joining us as we look into the anointed Word of God and learn how it applies to our lives today. Jesus is alive and is healing, blessing, delivering, and changing lives all through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast. You only have faith where the will of God is known. If you don't know the will of God, it's hard to believe for it. Then you just hope for it. And hope doesn't have power. Faith has power. Matter of fact, the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. So when you hope a long time and you don't get what you're hoping for, your heart gets discouraged. Uh, so your faith must rest on the will of God alone. So you, your goal is to find the will of God in your life, the will of God for your situation, the will of God for anything. I personally, you know, believe that it, what, whatever confidence I have is in that. I, I always have struggle, I've always had a struggle to have confidence in me. But I, I always am confident that if I have confidence in his word that I will survive regardless of my condition. Does anybody understand Amen. what I just said? Yes. In spite of what my head says, in spite of what my emotional man says, if the confidence is in the word, then I can have the promise regardless of my emotional condition. Now you probably think that's crazy, but it's not. It's trust in God's word above anything else. Uh, your theology matters, you know, what you really believe, not what you, it's funny, you can go to church, clap your hands and everything, and go home, believe something else, you know? And then you have negotiations in your mind about what you heard or what you read or what you think, and you start to vacillate. And the Bible says a double-minded man receives nothing from God. It, it, Double-mindedness is an enemy. Matthew 8, 23, I said this maybe a month or two ago. It says, when he came down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. He behold, there came a leper and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if it be thy will, can, thou can make me clean. In other words, this guy knew Jesus could make him clean, but he wasn't sure it was the will of God. How many of you have ever been there? Okay, been sick, but all of a sudden you're thinking, I wonder if it's the will of God. Well, Jesus cleared up his theology first so he could get healed. He said, I will. Sometimes your healing is blocked by your own theology. Okay? Now, if it wasn't the will of God for you to get healed, then we should arrest all the doctors for railing against God. <laughs> we should arrest, we should shut down the hospitals. We should just arrest everybody who's trying to get you better if it's the will of God for you to stay sick. That would mean that whole outfit's working against the will of God. Interesting, isn't it? It's, it? Jesus said, I will. So he cleared up his theology so he could receive. And today I pray that your theology, if it has any hidden things, can be exposed so you can receive your healing. I'm not saying that's the only reason. I think personally, the big one, if you're in unforgiveness, it's real hard for God to get you anything. You know, you, you know you're in unforgiveness or angry when you, when you get mad quick or you have anger inside of you and it bursts out at the wrong time. That's a good sign you've got to go ask God, hey, what's at the root of that? <laughs> you ever had to do that? I've done it. Hey, what's, this? what's with this, God? Why, why was I pressed on and this come out? 
you know, because you don't know what's in there until you have an opportunity to, to express it. So he cleared his, up his theology first, okay? Healing is a part of the salvation package, period. Salvation and healing are joined. You don't get saved and stay sick. Usually, when you re read the scriptures, it's, and I'm going to quote you in Matthew 10. He said, preach the kingdom of heaven as a hand and heal the sick. Salvation and healing are hand in hand. Salvation and healing. You get saved and healed at the same time. Glory. Now, if you have a lot of religious theology that God has to undo, I believe that you can lose things because your mind will take back over and remove from you what God gave you. How many times have I seen the Holy Ghost come on people and then prophesy things and then they go live a different way and they come out of their mouth, not mine. And I thought, how does that happen, God? Where does it go? How does it dissipate when they got that deposit? Because they allowed their mind to take back over what God deposited in their spirit. Jesus was on the cross. Uh, what did he say? But the last thing Jesus said, it's finished. It's done. Over. I did everything that I need to do so they can get everything they need. If Jesus said it's finished, it's finished. Redemption, the legal part of redemption was finished. In other words, picture a courtroom. The judge slammed the gavel down. Everybody notarized the papers. It's a done deal. Man's redeemed, man's healed, man's prosperous, man's saved. It's all done. And just like the present administration is supposed to be in there and everything is hard to execute because when there's transitions of government, every time you get a new president, they try to bring in what they're going to go do. Implementing it is where all the trouble is, right? It's the same thing with healing. The implementation, when it becomes, starts to become part of your life, things have to change for the to come to pass. Sometimes I think... Uh, there is simple faith that says, I believe I'm healed. But sometimes the problems are more complex and light needs to come to things so the healing can get in. So implementation. It's kind of like say, I'm going to manage my money good this year, but implementation is something else. How about this one? I'm going to eat better this year. <laughs> implementation is something else. The reality is eating the good is available to you. They have everything you need at the store. It's, it's all done. It's already grown. It's sitting there. It's on the shelves. But implementation is where the breakdown is. So your healing is there. The implementation is, is the issue. So the legal part's finished. God's righteous demands were fulfilled for punishment. You know when Adam sinned, God had to punish someone. Have you settled that? Yes. That was what happened. Adam fell committed high treason. You know what's interesting about the Genesis is Adam and Eve have had everything and got talked out of it. They had eternal life. They had everything that we're looking for and they got talked out of it. Take heed what you hear. Many of you have gotten promises from God and been talked out of them by other people who spoke for the, the, the devil. One thing you're going to have to do, you're going to have to pick who you're going to listen to. If you listen to your preacher, or you listen to your husband, or you listen to your leader, you're going to, you can get talked out of everything. You have to choose whom you're going to believe. And if you question what we say, then you're, you have an absolute duty to go look it up in the Word of God yourself to see if we're preaching good doctrine or heresy. That's your requirement. 
Everybody works out their own salvation with fear and trembling. I, I can look you all in the eye and believe you, I preach with the best integrity I have, and I, I'm careful because this is a big deal to, to, to steer people. Keeps you worrying and wondering sometimes. You, you, know, you, you, you examine yourself a lot because you certainly never want to tilt nobody in the wrong direction because their marriages depend on it, their health of their kids. Think about this job. You'd never do anything like that on purpose if you love people. But the other voices you allow in your life, you'll have to sort them out. I, I was telling somebody the other day, when, when I'm really, really, it's a real crisis, and I feel like my life might be at stake, like I'm not going to get into all the details, we don't have to do that. I'm not beyond telling you shut up, I don't want to hear it. If I'm going to die because I'm not fighting right, I'm sorry, I don't really care anymore what you think because you're, I always say this, when you're dead and gone, they'll, they'll say things like, he was a good old boy. He sure was a nice fella, you know. He treated us all real good, but you're dead because you allowed something in your life that didn't belong in there. And, they, and no offense, they'll, they'll, they'll forget about you sometimes at the funeral. They say, wonder what we got to eat <laughs> after they put you in the ground to go have fellowship and they think about eating. And I'm not trying to be base. I'm just saying they're not fighting for your life. You are. You take precedence over all that. And if you have to tell people, don't talk like that in my presence. I love you. I'll buy you lunch. But please shut up. I'm fighting for my life. You're allowed to say that. I'm telling you right now. You're allowed to say it to your mom, your dad. Treat them honorably. Buy them gifts. Treat them good. Honor them. Send them cards. Make your grandkids visit them. But don't let them kill you with words. Now, I'm not preaching dishonor. I'm preaching survival. I believe in honor, and I think that you honor your mom and dad. You live a long time, the Bible says. So I think it matters how you treat people. But I do think that when it comes down to your zone of life or death from a disease, you have to make a decision what's going to be allowed to be spoken in your presence, and you don't have to feel guilty about it. You'll be nicer if you do it sooner. But if you get in a detrimental place where you're barely alive, you're not so nice anymore because you ain't got the energy to be nice and you start saying things harder. How many of you watch people die and watch people suffer till they die? They do their best, but it's tough when they're in a lot of pain to be nice to you all the time. They really need you to be nice to them all the time. So anyway, uh, God's righteous demands were met. T turn to Isaiah 53, 11. Now this is... I, I, I tell you this all the time. I build underneath me theology. And I try to let my soul catch up with the word. I, I accept the theology of the Bible first. And then I let my squirreliness gradually get cleaned up till I get it down to that. Because that is the real truth. My emotional man will always be somewhere else till he's brought into subjection. Isaiah 53, verse 11. This is what happened in the redemption plan. This is what, the word, Isaiah wrote this 700 years before Jesus got here. This is prophetically Jesus. He shall see God, you could say, shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. What was satisfied? The punishment that we were going to get. He didn't have to punish us because his righteousness, it's kind of like, um, picture this, some, I hate saying these things, but they're good examples. Somebody kills your kid. If you can do anything, that man's going to get prosecuted, right? I mean, if you got any sense, you're going to want that man incarcerated, 
possibly extensions from there, various, various options. We violated God, so something, a punishment needed to take place. You realize that? It says here that what he wanted to do, Jesus satisfied by his knowledge, shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. That's the only reason you got off. That's it. That's the only reason that you're going to heaven. There's no other reason. You didn't do anything to go to heaven, except that he died and he did that. Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich pray that you have been blessed by this week's Believe Right broadcast. Chapter 14 and verse 6 from the book of John in God's Word tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father by any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can log on to our website at www.believeright.tv. There you can listen to older radio broadcasts and view our weekly television broadcast, along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosich, Pastor Rena Perosich, and MFC Ministries. That website address again is www.believeright.tv. TV. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283 or write us at MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich again next week at this time here on this station for another time in God's Word, which, when applied to our lives, will enable us to believe right for every area of our lives. Have a blessed week in Jesus.